Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. On Wednesdays around here, we wear pink. No, on Wednesdays, we do the Great Debate Series, Perloff. It is loosely inspired on the news, and we take these moments and we make them into greater debates so let's hit it the great debate series okay again loosely based on the news today's great debate the worst coaching decision of all time now again Loosely based on the news. We are not accusing Kyle Shanahan of making one of the worst decisions in sports history in terms of coaching. But it did get us thinking about other coaches who have made massive gaffes. Perloff, in your opinion, who is the worst? Okay, so we're talking Super Bowl here. We're not. It doesn't have to be Super Bowl. But to me, to get to this list, to get to the top, it has to be a mistake in the Super Bowl. When the stakes are the highest and everything is on the line. And when you think of coaching gaffes in the Super Bowl... Maybe this is recency bias, but what has to jump to mind? It is Pete Carroll not handing the ball off to Marshawn Lynch and having Russell Wilson throw the ball. Play clock at five. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Unreal. Yeah, as you pointed out, Maggie, the Patriots won the game and the Seahawks never got back to the Super Bowl Maybe derail the dynasty. Who knows? You never know what's going to happen. But regardless of what you think of, uh, you know, whether he should have passed it or run it, just the impact of that call and the way the team kind of, uh, Carroll lost them after that to a large extent, especially that great defense. So I think that is the most impactful bad call. And it was a terrible call. There's no reason to throw it into the middle of the field at that point. Just run the darn ball. (laughs) Especially the theory after the fact that they wanted Russell Wilson to have the MVP. Now, that's never really been proven out. Yeah. But, of course, obviously, the, the players think there might be something to that. Uh, by the way, that as a neutral fan, I didn't like the Patriots or the Seahawks. This pains me. That is the most pain-inducing play of all the <laughs> To see a team think they're going to win the Super Bowl uh, and have it snatched out is terrible. And to hand it to Brady and Belichick, mm. of all people. Oh. Okay. I will get accused of recency bias on this one. I do not care. The worst coaching decision in the history of sports happened this year. It happened in college football. And it happened when the Miami Hurricanes were playing Georgia Tech. 
and Mario Cristobal had the game won and decided instead of taking a knee, he was going to run a play. Here's what it sounded like. Here's Cheney. The straight ahead tackled and the ball popped out. He's got to read the clock. I mean, read the card. I mean, to and me, Georgia Tech has it with 26 seconds left. Kyle Kennard comes up with the fumble. You should not be running the football. I mean, it, it is. It, you should be taking a knee. Here's King from the pocket, flush to his right with six, five. Going to loop it downfield, and ball is caught. Touchdown, Georgia Tech. With one second to go in the ball game, Christian Leary hauls it in. You could have taken a knee. Georgia Tech had no timeouts. They could not stop the clock. This is an all-time gaffe. And why it raises to the worst in the history of sports, even though it's a random Miami-Georgia Tech game, is because Mario Cristobal did this to my Oregon Ducks when they were playing against Stanford back in 2018 when Stanford had one timeout and they could have knelt down and given the ball back to Stanford with 10 seconds left and instead decided to run a play. It was insane in 2018. He never learned the lesson in 2023. And why this to me, Perloff, is bigger than like the miracle at the Meadowlands or something where, you know, back in history is because in 1978, you weren't kneeling back then. The clock had just started. Mm. You just started to get a clock in the stadium, a game clock, in 1976. So guys and coaches weren't used to taking a knee because the timing of the game was never as precise as it is now. And so I'm not going to give it to the miracle at the Meadowlands mm. because this is modern NFL football 2023. You know better. You There's no reason to ever lose a game like this. Mario Cristobal is the worst coaching decision of all time. EJ, no, I'm sorry. I, yeah, Why are you doing this to me? Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I totally get it. Because the miracle, after the miracle in Meadowlands, the Giants famously were so depressed they hired Bill Parcells and went on to a dynasty, and the Eagles got the Super Bowl two years later. There was no impact to that compared to a Miami, Georgia, Tech, middle. We're talking to 500 teams or barely above Bro, 500 teams. No, no, Miami that, was undefeated, by the way, when that game on. happened. Wait, forget the Miami part. What did That's Miami not the most important. That's not the most important part about this. It is common practice now I to understand. take knees. Everyone knows this now. In 1978, it wasn't common. You were you still d- handing the ball off to the fullback and doing, you know, QB sneaks and stuff to run out the clock. Do you know why it's common now? Because of Joe Pissar. I get it because of the miracle of the Meadowlands. But again, in the moment, it was not You're common right. practice. It is common practice today and has been for 35 years. Yes, it, w- it was not. That's a really good point. Uh I don't think I've never heard someone say they should have taken it. Well, they should have taken a knee, but I never said heard in the moment the coaches said we thought about taking a knee. Nobody and was to run doing it, it back yeah. in the seventies. Not until the miracle of the Meadowlands, of course. And I think that the miracle of the Meadowlands. One thing about it, and I almost chose that too. The fact that Herm Edwards was the guy and he became such a character <laughs> yes, does give it a little bit of. <laughs> yes, and he was in our lives as a coach and broadcaster forever. But one more thing: the fact that Mario Cristobal has done it twice. Does that make it worse? Does it make it worse, or does it make it like, ooh, did you have trouble picking which one to to, to go? (laughs) No, it was at least he would have given the ball back to Stanford with ten seconds left. Left, I guess maybe Stanford could have done something. But no, the fact he did this twice. I mean, you are just. How do you not learn from your mistakes? EJ, I'm sorry to call out Miami, but that's just the worst (laughs) ever. You can't wait for football season now, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, So my pick. For all things I like this because it's not necessarily two world beaters, but you had the three and seven Lions going up against the two and eight Chicago Bears playing in Champaign, Illinois, not at Soldier Field because it was being repaired in 2002. But 
when I pick the worst coaching decision, I actually want to pick the worst coaching decision. I don't care about the stakes. I don't care about what's on the line. I just want to go purity when it comes to the worst. And nothing was worse than what Marty Morinwick did with the Detroit Lions. Paul Edinger, the kicker, ties it at 17. We go to overtime. Now pay attention. Detroit wins the toss. They give the Bears the ball. <laughs> Detroit takes the win. Three running plays. 40-yard field goal, Edinger, good. The Lions win the toss, but never get the ball. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I, I, you just wonder what the situation had to be with the win in order for you to give that ball away. I would think that you'd be looking at a snowstorm or wind 40 miles an hour before you give that ball away. Shout out to Chris Berman and Tom Jackson. Yeah, that the just took me back. Legendary duo. They they were doing NFL primetime trying to figure out what happened. So the Lions won the coin toss to go to, in overtime. And this, this is, is a sudden, sudden death, death yes. era. This is not what it's like now. Where the first score wins. Yeah. And head coach Marty Morinwig decided we're going to give <laughs> Chicago the ball because we want the wind. And it, the Lions never got the ball back. <laughs> The Bears drove the ball down the field, kicked a chip shot field goal, and won the game. You won the coin toss and gave the ball away and deferred in a sudden death. It just does not get worse than that when it comes to coaching. Marty Moreway may not have ever went 0-16, but stuff like this is why he's the worst Lions coach ever and why this is the worst coaching decision ever. All right, we're talking about the great debate series, so we do it Wednesdays at this time. Today we are doing the worst coaching decision of all time. Poor Marty. First of all, people think that Marty went 0-16. It was Marinelli, right? <laughs> right exactly. But uh, Marty didn't win many more. Remember Marty Morning? Do you guys remember Marty Morningwake when he got the job, showed up on a motorcycle and drove it onto the field? He's like, this is going to be different for Detroit. Apparently not. <laughs> and by the way, I'm, I'm more comfortable saying it's the worst coaching decision of all time than he's the worst Lions coach because that is, that's an even tougher competition. That'll be next week's great debate. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, that is a wide open field. But I remember that. And anytime you get a Boomer and Tom Jackson highlight, in, it's good. Uh, Tej. Uh, okay, Pete, worst coaching decision of all time is what? Well, an honorable mention goes to Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell should <laughs> have know, this, uh, this an award named after him for that <laughs> performance in the NFC Championship game. <laughs> so, uh, so whoever is the worst in this whole list gets a Dan Campbell award as far as I'm concerned. But mine is goes back to the one of the most infamous calls in World Series history. 5-5 in a delirious 10th inning. Can you believe this ball game at Shea? Oh, brother. Three and two to Mookie Wilson. Little roller up along first. Behind the bag. It gets through Buckner. Here comes Knight, and the Mets win it. Red Sox manager John McNamara decided not to make a defensive substitution in that World Series for Bill Buckner. Dave Stapleton was the defensive substitution usually for the Boston Red Sox, but John McNamara wanted his guys on the field and used his heart and not his head in that game, and it cost him world championship. Yeah. Also, Chiraldi, right? It wasn't oh, that a big uh, mistake too. Oh, Chiraldi, that was a big that was a big <laughs> problem. He he had a horrible World Series, but that was the icing on the cake. Yeah. All right. Worst coaching decisions of all time, Bogish. Well, Maggie, I'm going to follow your lead and attack one of EJ's favorite teams. This time it's the Soviet Union hockey team. What? Uh, No. Uh, The Miracle miracle on Ice back in 1980, 
wasn't maybe going to be a miracle until Russia, the Soviet Union, they changed goalies. Mm. They took out Vladislav Tretiak after the first period of a 2-2 game, put in the backup, and he's the guy that gave up this. U.S. team is depending a little bit too much now on Jim Craig. He's making too many good saves. Arruzzioni! Arruzzioni! It was 2-2 after one, and those two goals were too much for Viktor Tikhanov. So he takes out Trecek, he puts in Vladimir Mishkin, and Mishkin gives up two third-period goals, and the Soviet Union loses. Man, I got to be honest, I never think about this from the Soviet Union side. Yeah, yeah, no, this, yeah. Is, this is very unexpected, and I'm, yeah. I'm very excited about this. I never Union thought about co- this. The Soviet Union coach is the Kyle Shanahan of <laughs> Russian hockey coach. Yeah, I mean, was he was bad. resting Trecek for the gold medal game. Bad enough that he got sent to Siberia afterward. Now he's showing up on... <laughs> list of the worst coaching decisions. <laughs> and we never saw that man again. We laugh. Uh, we yeah, laugh. I know. I actually should joke about that. Who knows? Wow. <laughs> we'll, we'll be sent to Siberia just yeah, for I mean, joking about it. We knew, I remember I saying at the time, Michigan doesn't have the stuff tonight. <laughs> He's off. Even though the game wasn't even <laughs> televised. <laughs> Everyone was saying it. Twitter was crazy after that game. The other um, goal, he let up two goals, though. Right? Yeah, but he, he let the deciding goals. I mean, the bigger issue probably is that they didn't score after the first period, the Soviet Union. <laughs> but they took out who was the world's best goaltender at that point. See, they took him out after two goals in the first period for no reason. Wow. All right. So there you have it. The great debate today, the worst coaching decisions of all time. Again, we're not saying Kyle Shanahan is in this group. We're just saying loosely based on the news today. So quickly go around the horn again. I'm going to say it's Mario Cristobal not kneeling out the game when we obviously know this is... In modern football, this is all written out for you. It's pre-scripted. Yeah. Kneel down. They lost to Georgia Tech. He did it again when he was at Oregon against Stanford. Yesterday. Yeah, I went with Pete Carroll throwing the ball instead of running it at the goal line in the Super Bowl against the Patriots, and the Seahawks lose. I went with Marty Morrowig taking the wind and giving the Bears the ball in a sudden death overtime, and the Lions lose. Not subbing out Buckner in 86. And the worst goaltending change in hockey history. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> what an eclectic poo-poo platter of choices we have there. So you can go to at Maggie and Pearl if you want to leave the worst coaching decisions of all time. Uh, you're welcome to wait. We've got some honorable mentions here. And I know, Maggie, you like to win this yes. competition, yeah. uh, but Pete wins this. The McNamara decision is the one of the worst calls ever, is the worst call ever. When you factor in the Red Sox and the curse and the drought, and they were that close to winning... That's one of the worst calls ever. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Yes. Are we so sure that, like, he was close? Did he actually have to think about it? Am I going to pull Buckner yes, out? Yes, he remember. always took Buckner out. He all Okay, yes. so this was something that was, was a thing. He wanted him to be in the game for the final out. He wanted him to be able to celebrate on the field of them winning the World Series. Wow, so he left him I in did the not game. know that. Now, the game's tied already, and I swear that Mookie Wilson beats Buckner to the base, even if Buckner feels the ball correctly. But Buckner's no out there. then, though. I yeah. mean, that just would have been a bang-bang call. But Buckner's mm-hmm. out there. Ball goes through his legs. Rain Knight scores. Mets win game six. Then they win game and seven. Buckner, and okay. Buckner could not move. Yeah, he was hurt. He could not move at all. So there's like a, there's almost like a category here. And again, on Wednesdays, we do the Great Debate Series. Um, so today is the worst coaching decisions of all time. There is like a category of managers, coaches, whatever, yeah. believing in their guys or wanting to do it for personal reasons or yeah. stuff like that. So, you know, one thing we did not name was Grady Little yeah. leaving in Pedro Martinez. Now, this is what 
it sounded like we do have the highlight of this one against the Yankees in the 2003 ALCS. With 115 pitches on the night, Brady Little is going to stick with his starter. Lift into the right field corner fair. Bernie Williams will dig. It's a ground rule double. It's second and third. A flare into center field. Out is Walker, won't get it. The base running of Matsui. He comes home. Nobody covers second. Tie game. Yes. This this one's tough to beat. I'm surprised it didn't make the list. Maybe that should have been mine over the Soviet Union hockey team. Um, because this is like four bad decisions. The initial one, and then after the first three hits, leaving Pedro out there to give up a fourth hit well, and lose the lead. And you wonder why all of a sudden, like, there are moments, right, that change sports. Like, I think the miracle at the Meadowlands led to now coaches kneeling down and that being a play. You think about analytics in baseball. There's a tons of reasons why analytics ha- are now infiltrated and flooded into that sport. Obviously, Billy Bean. But the fact that Pedro's numbers were so bad the third time through the lineup and Grady Little did not acknowledge that at all. Or was it pitches, what was it, pitches 90 through 110 or something? Yeah. And Pedro was bad and he never looked at that and went with a gut. And he gave up, he let him get about four hits yeah. before taking him out of the game. It's, it's on a lesser scale. It's for us Met fans. Yes. It's Terry Collins sending Harvey. Matt Harvey back and then yeah. letting Harvey get in trouble in the inning. Right. Take, right, Pedro but, gives up one double, out he comes. Brady Little lost his job because of it yeah. and, and led to Terry Francona. <laughs> I and know, Aaron the next, the next year, yeah. they won. Aren't there other instances where they did pull the starter and got killed for it too, though? I mean, hundreds of those, where they put in a reliever. Oh, yeah, where well, there was uh, those... Kevin Cash with the yeah. uh, Rays, he pulled uh, Blake Snell. Yeah, when the yeah recently, right. That I was thought, 2020. Yeah, yeah so I, I don't think it's always obvious. I mean, I think we do, are we playing the result in those senses of, well, it's the player talking their way back into the game, or like the player t- not or talking their way into into staying in the game. Yeah, you know, or the thought process that it's the ace, right? Right. It's the ace. He's my guy. I'm gonna go with it. But and, there was a, there's because of analytics, especially with Steven Strasburg, there was a lot of people who were getting driven crazy by pulling starters because managers were doing that just on pitch counts. Everybody hates the pitch count. I yeah, well, but it feels or the like, opposite. Look, Clayton Kershaw, yes. Yeah, it just it feels like the longer list is guys who were left in yep. and then struggle. Like it didn't. That's the Dusty Baker thing too, right? Leaving Russ Ortiz in or pulling Russ Ortiz. What was I? I can't remember that. Well, let's go to Bill. Is in California okay. calling in on this very topic. Hey, Bill. Hey. Guys, how you doing this morning? We're doing great. What's your worst coaching decision of all time? Heartbreaker that still lives with me to this day. The 2002 World Series, inning six, Dusty Baker coming out to pull Ross Ortiz and then handing him the ball and walking him off. And we lost a five-lead run in the World Series. Brutal. I mean, just brutal. Bill, thank you. I feel bad for people in Northern California have to relive bad stuff today. We're not doing this on, you know, two days, three days after you lost the the Super Bowl. Yeah. I've seen one here. The Astros pull Zach Greinke and, and cost him a game. Uh, so you could, you could get killed either way. It's yeah. tough. But Grady Little, I, I thought, would make this list too. That's This is so famous. Yeah, there's that. I mean, there's more from baseball. We've got a whole bunch. I mean, we've got more football ones for you. We want to hear from you. The worst coaching decision of all time. Again, you can also go to Maggie and Pearl on Twitter. You can leave your comments there. Give us a call. What do you think? Coming up, lots more to do, including more NBA beefs.
Yes, please. We'll get you all the details next. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. Great sports debate Wednesday. Today's debate, worst coaching decision of all time in any sport. Loosely pegged to Kyle Shanahan taking the ball first in overtime in the Super Bowl. We're not saying that gets on the list by any means, Maggie, because we got all-timers. I went with, of course, Pete Carroll not handing the ball off to Marshawn Lynch and throwing the ball, intercepted. Patriots beat the Seahawks, Maggie. Uh, I went with Mario Cristobal. How you are not kneeling, even if it's a regular season game, it's a it's a mistake he made when he was the head coach at Oregon to make it again in this modern era. This is not miracle at the Meadowlands when you know before, basically when you know you barely had a play clock in the stadium. This is 2023 at the time. You've got to know better. EJ went with an all timer too. I mean, this was a game that meant very little. <laughs> but EJ, go ahead. Yeah, I went with Marty Morinwig in a game where it was a three and seven Lions team versus a two and eight Bears team. He elected to take the wind and give the Bears the ball in a sudden death overtime where first score wins. Yeah, Pete went with a an all a classic, yeah. which at the time I don't know how much they were talking about it then because 1986 I was three years old but now has been looked at with much different eyes oh yeah it was a horribly managed World Series yeah. including by John McNamara and the icing on the cake was not subbing out Bill Buckner and it led to a game six loss in the World Series and Andrew Bogish has just reappeared and this is one you could have given me a thousand <laughs> guesses and I would never have gotten to what Bogish came up with what do you have Bogus? You want headline training right now? No, no, no. no, no. no. What was your, oh, we're going back through this. Coach i got to reset the topic for the new audience. I have a seven-second delay walking into the room. I didn't know <laughs> Three, where we were two, from one. the top. Hey, Maggie. Hey, Perloff. <laughs> uh, I'm going with the miracle on ice. Russia made a goalie change after the first period, took out the best goalie in the world, and then gave up the two goals to lose uh, what was the semifinals of the Olympics. Which is coming up. The anniversary is very soon. Next week, the 22nd, I think that game was. Yeah. Amazing. We got Actually, I once talked to Al Michaels about that. The original line, do you believe in miracles, right? Was going to be, do you believe they pulled the goalie? (laughs) (laughs) Can you believe Minchie? What was it, Minchie? What was his goalie's name? Uh, They went from Trechiak to Michigan. Michigan. Yes. Can you believe they pulled Michigan? Um, No, they they (laughs) put Michigan in. I mean, put in Michigan. They would never pull Michigan. Guys, who cares about this from (laughs) Michigan Michigan to the rescue? Who cares about this from the Russian side? We have totally forgotten that side of this. Uh, Meanwhile, we've already had a couple. Uh, The Dusty Baker. Handing the ball to Russ Ortiz in the 2002 World Series, which is an interesting one because... (laughs) Pulling Russ Ortiz. No, but he hands him the ball, which is the controversial part about this. There were a lot of people who thought they were just trying to give him a rest and sort of, you know, play, give Ortiz just a little bit of a breather. And Ortiz hands Dusty Baker the ball and Dusty Baker hands it back to him. And it was all this confusion. And yes, he did get pulled from the game where he was pitching an all-time game. But that small part of it well, is, uh, lives in infamy. It's funny because, as mentioned, so explain there is a rule that if you give him the game ball, he has to leave. Right. But the actual thing is that Baker said that he was at 98 pitches and he just gave it up two singles and right. thought he was done. So it had nothing to do with the ball in reality. No, right? but that was the part of it that gets remembered, oh, okay. right? As like one of the little small twists of this. We also played for you Grady Little leaving Pedro Martinez in the 2003 ALCS against the Yankees. Yes. Can we put up the poll? Which was a bigger mistake? Mario Cristobal blowing the game against Georgia Tech or the Miracle on Ice? <laughs> <Just> be- <laughs> 
<laughs> and with no context, with no context whatsoever. But, but mine's in the most one of the most significant sporting no, events ever. I'm just Maggie's saying, in a random game in October that nobody remembered by that Wednesday. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it'll be the most random poll of people, and I'd like to see people say like, "Okay, um, <laughs> like, don't give any context as to why we're asking just that Mario question." Mario Cristobal or the Miracle on Ice? Yeah, <laughs> and actually, who made and say the Russian coach's name too? Uh, Victor Tikhonov. Yes. Bigger mistake. Just put bigger mistake. Mario Cristobal or Victor Tikhonov. <laughs> Mario Cristobal, 2024. Victor Tikhonov, 1980. Uh, all right, let's go to the phones. Uh, Jamie's in Syracuse. Good morning, Jamie. Hi, Maggie. Perloff, mine was the 1985 Chicago Bears, even though they won the Super Bowl. Mike Dickens says until the day he dies, he's going to regret giving the fridge the gimmick touchdown over a sweet Walter Payton. You know, Jamie, yep. it's a it's a great one. It's a bad decision, but again, they won the game, and they're an all time team that's remembered forever. It's a tricky one, right? Because it is one of the most notorious coaching decisions of all time. People in Chicago relive that game like it was yesterday. It is the most singular Super Bowl of all time. It's the most talked about Super Bowl of all time, I think, without a doubt in my mind. And it was a big deal. You know, our, our good friend Paul Paps, the Dan Patrick Show, lifelong Bears fan. Yeah, you could bring it up right now, and he will get mad at you. Chicago they fans won the game. <laughs> I understand, but it was it was a legacy thing that they came into three hundred pound fridge. It was a mistake as you look back on it. Totally different kind of mistake. Yeah, I mean, it was I mean, no Victor Trechiak, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nothing is according to Bogish. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Is this Mike? He's in Boise. Hey, Mike, what's up? Well, I just thought I'd share with you that the big mistake all the way around, the worst coaching decision was Woody Hayes grabbing that player by the throat on the sideline. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, that that's a. it almost feels like a different category. We were talking about, like, X's and O's, yeah. strategy, stuff like that. But, of course, I mean, Woody Hayes, thank you so much, Mike. Uh, Bobby Knight, I mean, all these coaches who have fl- flown yeah. off the handle. Well, I actually think that Woody Hayes one is even better. Than, because Bobby Knight had about eight of those things. I mean, uh, obviously, the end thing was that he hit a player. Yeah. But I think throwing the chair, throwing the chair was also infamous. Woody Hayes, it was this one thing derailed one of the great careers in coaching history. Uh, all right, we've got more for you. Can we play a little Jason Garrett? Jason Garrett, 2011, ices his own kicker. And remember, Calais Campbell has blocked three field goals this year, and the kick will not count. Team timeout. It's Dallas calling the timeout. No good. So Bailey, who kicked a successful 49-yarder, only to have the timeout by Jason Garrett, force him to do it again, misses. Right. So icing your kicker, Dan Bailey, they end up losing uh, in overtime. So, you know, we've got all types of bad coaching decisions. You're welcome to weigh in again. Today's great debate, the worst coaching decisions of all time. Andrew Bogus is here with headlines. Uh, das Fadanya. <laughs> Guys, not sure uh, you knew. Can I defend myself for a second here? Yeah. Just just to go pull the curtain back. No. When this is presented to me and Pete last night, you guys have all already picked your thing. So we need new ones. <laughs> Pete beat me, in, and this is one's on me, Pete beat me to the 86 Mets and Red Sox. So then I've got to figure out what I want to do, and 
I end up on this. My first choice would have been the Mets thing. Then I would have ended up on what Perloff had. I never would have gotten to Miami and Georgia Tech. <laughs> but at least they wanted I stone while you're it, from. Yeah, what it, did I do? I didn't pick Marty Morningweg. But, but Marty Morningweg and my decision, my choice, are on every single top 10 yeah. worst coaching lists. So I'm not, I didn't make this out of, out, of, out of nowhere. So leave me alone. Wait, I think it's awesome because, again, I oh, never... I doesn't feel like that. I you never... I like that me in Russian. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know what I said. <laughs> you said Be goodbye, I think, or... I, Thank you. One of those two I think things. I said thank you. Yeah. But the I, I what I love about that is I never think about the Miracle on Ice from the Russian yeah. side of it because it's always such an American triumph. You don't think about that side, even though there was a documentary about the Russian side. Yeah, I, I thought it was no. really cool. Yeah. I mean, I love it. Maggie's is so crazy that anything <laughs> else on this list is not going to look bad. Well, I feel like Maggie's is just a personal affront to me, the Miami Hurricane no. fan on the show. It's an affront to people everywhere. That's why I, I said it. A high-end high school football game means more than Miami Georgia Tech. <laughs> this Georgia Tech football we're talking about, no, right? That's an affront to you. Oh, come on now. Um, Georgia Tech football. Oh, come on. No, there's just... it. Okay, uh, the reason why also I, I went with this Mario Cristobal not nailing the ball down and losing Georgia Tech... Did you lose money? Uh, no, okay. I would never bet on Miami. Pretty crazy. Oh my God. Stop I love, it. I love, I love my money. Um, the reason why is because the thing about the P. Carroll one, so I worked with Bart Scott for a long time, and he will always say that P. Carroll actually made the right play call there, that you th- you pass on second down to run on third down because you don't want to be passing on third down. Yeah. He will always say that was it. And again, he doesn't have a lot of love for – um, anyway, I, yeah, I, just, I mean, I love Bart Scott, but there's a reason he was a great NFL linebacker, not an offensive coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying there's a football way to back up Pete Carroll. I've never agreed with it, but again, he played 11 years in the NFL what, and I didn't. One of my favorite things about the Pete Carroll gaffe is as soon as that game ended or that play happened, Madden was trending because it was just a bunch of people saying that even on Madden, I would have known to run the ball. <laughs> yard How about when Marshawn Lynch just walked out of the stadium? <laughs> it, even, it was still like a few seconds left. Well, I do agree. Why is he wearing his pads, though? Yeah. We are playing the result a little bit. If it had worked, nobody, I don't think we would have even cared. If he had caught the ball, it would be a, one of the great all time plays in Super Bowl history. They might be a dynasty. Um, well, Bogus, you could have also gone with. Um, you know, you're a Giants fan. Yeah. And Joe Judge, we have this highlight. And highlight, low light. This is yeah. really what spelled the end for the Joe Judge era. At the half. Interesting formation. I, I mean, really, you're at the four-yard line, and, and you, <laughs> you don't feel comfortable enough in your offense to be able to run a traditional play. I mean, I get the first one when you put yourself kind of backed up inside the one-yard line. I mean, this is sad. I mean, that, that is just a, <laughs> a complete lack of confidence in faith of your <laughs> offense. Yeah, I mean, that's Three just straight too... quarterback sneaks from inside the five. <laughs> that just, that one's too mean. If you've lost Chris Myers, you've lost everything. <laughs> I feel like that, that, game, that game meant less than Miami-Georgia Tech. Yeah, I was about to say, Joe Judge. Wow. Weird. Joe Judge got fired off of this, and somehow Mario Cristobal still has a job because he can recruit, I guess. I feel like from a visual standpoint, this should be very high because having cut these clips and having watched that play again because I forgot that happened. Three <laughs> was it Jake Fromm? Who was the quarterback? Drake Fromm was playing quarterback. How do I again, know that? That can't be the worst decision. When they're down to Jake Fromm. You, you guys know the NFL has been around for 104 years right now? <laughs> Three quarterback kneels, though, when you're down. And this is sad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, bad coaching. Yeah. Bill Belichick, what, Actually, that guy back on his staff. Let me say, I, 
I kind of get the logic of where Joe Judge was coming from. <laughs> I think we all do. It's actually the greatest. Like he got fired, but like, yeah, I kind of get it. <laughs> the greatest coaching decision of all time. Yeah. <laughs> At least they punted. <laughs> I guess he got the uh, result he wanted, which was to not even be competitive on that drive. Uh, Bogus says headlines. Keep them coming, by the way. Worst dis- coaching decision of all time. Not sure you guys knew this, uh, but we're still not done with Draymond Green v. Yusuf Nurkic. Uh, Draymond. <laughs> <laughs> I would for this I'm guy. show with Bellotti on this. Draymond. Jeez Louise. Indefinite suspension this season was the result of striking Nurkic in the head back in December. Their teams were together again over the weekend, and the two guys went back and forth throughout the night. That led Nurkic to say postgame, Green learned nothing during his punishment, so Draymond responded on Draymond's podcast. No question in my character, I thought was whack. But like guys, guys are making a habit out of that. Um, him and Kevin questioned my character before, you know, as if you go question somebody's character about a basketball game, as if this not real life, as if that don't affect people's pockets. Like I think all of it was really cowardly. If you want my honest opinion. Oh. Yeah, I did what I did. I take my stuff on the chin. We've spoke about that. I still stand on that. I meant every word I said about it. But if you want to know the truth about that, I think all of us cowardly. I think, you know, you start going to question somebody's character in front of the whole world. It's whack. So I think they all whack. Both of them. Now, Kevin is Kevin oh. Durant. He and Draymond have not been friends since Golden State. Oh, yeah. Pete, back to you. Oh. They <laughs> <laughs> supposedly patched things up. Just Pete yeah. groaning this is, is, is going to be our next the 9 o'clock hour. Is he in another world? Well, yes. This, this guy is unbelievable. And, and how it's tolerated is unbelievable. It just boggles my mind. He went, he went off for sensitivity training because that, that was apparently the problem. Him windmilling punching people is a is sensitivity problem. Yeah. And, then, and, then, and we can't question his character. He's had a history of this. This is ridiculous. Don't be whack. Pete. <laughs> Don't be like Yusef Nurkic and oh. Kevin Durant. Question the man's character. Wait, All right, I, please. It's time to play my favorite game, Make Pete Angrier. Draymond also wants kind of credit for the Warriors being good now because he thinks him being off the floor, they learned things about the team while he was gone. Now oh. he's back and they're surging, and he kind of wants flowers for that. Oh, that. Can we talk about worst contract decisions in the world, giving him an, a, another contract? I mean, that's ridiculous. <laughs> what is he thinking? Uh, really, I want to have what he is consuming. Yeah. Uh, He's from Colorado, uh, Pete. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it must be a whole big thing in, his, in one of his uh, 40 rooms in his house. Is that going <laughs> to... A weed room? He must have a weed room. <laughs> a weed room. A hydroponic room? Is Draymond going to get a chapter in your ninth book? That's ridiculous. <laughs> write the forward. <laughs> he might be the ghostwriter the way he is. <laughs> Can I just tell you, we knew that Pete was going to be agitated today because earlier in the show, just got in my ear during commercial break, was like, I can't believe what the Mets are doing. Oh, <laughs> like, no, no, don't, don't get me started on that. But j- just look at their spring training hats, and that's all you need to know. This is oh, a, God. I knew it was going to be that kind of yeah, day. You guys have asked for the Pete scouting report. That's a big-time Pete trick. He's having a fight in his head. He brings you in midway through and expects you to be caught up with him. Oh, like I do to my husband? Like, so he's like, he spent 15 minutes <laughs> angry at the Mets, and he just brings Maggie, and he needs Maggie to be in lockstep immediately yeah, with what's like, going what? on. Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to need more info, Pete. The, the hats are the start of the whole thing with them. But it's just, they didn't do anything in the offseason. I don't training hats. I don't want to reset. I don't reset. see the hats. What's exactly. going on? That's they exactly my point. Orange. They're all orange. Oh, oh gosh. I saw it's kind of cool. 
<laughs> I feel like there's like 500 more things to be upset about, but I get there it. There are. I get it. There's 500 other combinations of hats that you could pick over, <laughs> over that just straight orange Listen, hat. I don't want to get caught in the crosshair. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Well, anything else Draymond do? <laughs> no, does he, that's does it. he want like a, a contract extension for being a great guy? No, I think he wants the Nobel Peace Prize. Oh. <laughs> he said he wanted a phone call from Kevin Durant, by the way. That, he did also say that. Just I'm run sure. for president, too, while you're at it. <laughs> he is going to be doing a, he, he and Shaq, right, EJ, are doing a, a uh, Manning cast light broadcast oh. for the All-Star game. This yes. weekend, I Shaq, Shaq, please do something else. <laughs> I mean, I, I love Shaq. That's the worst. Go find another partner. Come on. How about so? I, we said that Draymond might have a weed room. We actually have no idea if he smokes. We know Kevin Durant smokes. He definitely has a yeah, weed he's room. A yeah, he's a Letterman, right? Yeah, he's on Letterman show. Uh, hi. hi. I don't know if it was during the season. But. Hot take. These orange hats are cool. What's wrong with these orange hats? They're way look, better. They, the normal Mets hat sucks. Go look at. <sighs> Any of these coaches or any of these pitchers that are wearing this orange hat in spring training, it looks bad on the field. Listen, I mean, I, if you wear it like a, like a, oh, hey, I'm going to wear it out and uh, going to dinner or something, you know, that's fine. But, like, playing a You want to go to a restaurant and ask how their seasonings are in an orange hat? Because <laughs> there's, there's nine on the field at one time. It's too much orange. I'm not saying you're wearing it to Del Frisco's. I'm going to wear it to, like, maybe uh, Applebee's or something. Do you want to know how little faith I have in the New York Mets? I'm surprised they're not the stupid big Hats that they're wearing are some kind of anomaly. <laughs> By accident, yeah, yeah. nine people well, wearing the David best. Wright, hats. David Wright wore those hats once. <laughs> yeah. Remember that famous David Wright picture? I know because he was recur- recovering from a, a concussion. concussion. <laughs> yeah, he he really started the trend. A little different. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Oh. All right, great debate series today. What makes Pete the angriest? No, great debate <laughs> series today. Worst coaching decisions of all time. That's ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> The best all of it. All, wait, Draymond Green, Orange Hats, Green, orange bad hats. coach decisions. <laughs> what is all of it? Dan take? Campbell. That's off season. All of it is pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> analytics too. They they are really bothering me today because analytics. Uh, he, Kyle Shanahan hides behind analytics, right? He hides behind the analytics. He and, didn't even and, use the analytics. No, he he's hiding. You're he's right. He's hiding behind the analytics for his terrible uh, uh, preparedness for the for his team in the Super Bowl. Right with Pete on the side. He said, he said he talked to the analytics people just back in the bus right yeah. over the analytics people. No accountability whatsoever. Zero. Zero accountability. And this guy is always getting touted as the, the best coach. And, oh, he's such a great offensive genius. He's a great offensive coach. Blah, 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 blah. Maybe win a Super Bowl before we start talking yeah. about that. So would you All say would you say the Niners are losers? The losers. They are. They're, they're losers. Is there one team that isn't a loser? Yes, the Kansas, Kansas Chiefs. <laughs> then 31 losers. Right. Exactly. That's so, called bloody math. It. It's new math. So how many... 31 de- losers. So basically, college basketball has like 150 teams in D1. Are they 149 <laughs> losers? That's right. When, it, when we have the field of 68, 67 losers, and one winner. Take national that. champions. <laughs> Take that, Chanticleers. Right. You're losers. Chanticleers. <laughs> Duke out bounced in the first round a few years ago. Losers. You take that, Jackrabbits. So Fairleigh Dickinson makes this inc- has this incredible win, or St. Peter's. Those are losers. Peacocks. Yeah, because they didn't win. Out of here. They, I know they technically didn't win. <laughs> Princeton made the Sweet 16 last year as a 15 seed. Losers. You're supposed to, when you, when you get into the tournament, your goal is to win the tournament. So if you don't win the tournament, you are a loser. Pearl yeah. off. Get with the program. Uh, I'm following this. I, I, it makes perfect <laughs> sense to me. <laughs> I, 
guys, get yeah, on the old man and the Muppets. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Valentine's Day. <laughs> EJ, EJ, involve soup. <laughs> Bellotti is having this draw. The negativity is pulling out. EJ, who's one of the most positive people we know, is becoming <laughs> becoming. Uh, Kind of negative. EJ is, hats. EJ is very positive, but again, a Jets fan, a Mets fan, lately the Miami Hurricanes, it's bound to get him at some point. Yeah. <laughs> and Bilotti is actually pushing him over the edge. Oh, I, I, <laughs> you guys are codependent. I, well, because I had never seen a championship of any of my teams. Uh, 1986, I was one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I thought it was great when uh, Fairleigh Dickinson won, but I guess they had a loser yeah. to NCAA tournament right. run. FAU, right. only the Final Four last year. Yeah. Shut up, Owls. If they were any good, they would win. Mm. <laughs> do, you remember, uh, do you remember when those losers at UMBC became the first uh, 16 team to win and beat a number one seed? Losers. Losers. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because they didn't walk away with the title. That's right. Yeah. No, what? of course. George imagine Mason, that big won- losers. Imagine losers. That, imagine that story if they won the title. I mean, it would be even better. Eight five five two one two. Yes, that concludes <laughs> Pete's TED talk. That would have been a good story if a sixteen seed won the whole tournament. You're right. Probably would have right. made made some lists. Want, want some guys want, want, want me some money? Probably. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Great debate question. The worst coaching decisions of all time coming up. This is maybe a, a, a bad decision, but it's more coming from the front office. We'll tell you what's on tap next. Maggie and Pearl off CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. On Wednesdays around here, we do the Great Debate Series. Today is the worst coaching decision of all time. It's based on loosely. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Based off Kyle Shanahan, no one's saying he made the worst decision, but it's one we're going to be talking about for a long time. Andy is in Michigan. He's got a candidate for us. Good morning, Andy. How are you? Doing pretty good, guys. You doing good? We're doing great. What's the worst coaching decision of all time, in your opinion? So, first of all, um, I loved the uh, the Marty Morning Leg. That was the first one that came to my mind, <laughs> being a, a Lions fan. EJ just fist bumped in the control room. That was his. <laughs> yeah. So, my other favorite one, uh, this is going back in uh, Matt Stafford's rookie season. So, Matt Stafford throws a heave at the end of the game, gets pummeled, separates his shoulder, they're on the one-yard line. It's a pass interference call. Cleveland somehow, because so Matt Stafford has to come out of the game, Cleveland somehow calls a timeout. Stafford comes back in the game, throws a winning touchdown, wins the game. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't remember this one. Feels like we do a whole segment on Cleveland decisions probably at some point. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. many years to choose from there. Okay, I'm just going back to the box score right now. Andy, thank you so much for the call. That's a fun one. Yep, the Lions won the game 38-37. 
Let's see what else I can get for you here. Oh, guess who was the quarterback for the Browns? I'll give you a hint. We were just broadcasting next to him for an entire week oh, in Las Vegas. Brady. Brady Quinn <laughs> did have a bad game. He went 21 for 33, 300 yards, four touchdowns with no picks. That was a good game for Brady Quinn. I think I watched this game. Like, I don't know why, but <laughs> I definitely don't know why. But I think I watched. I remember, I remember all of this happening. Mm. It was, yeah. I mean, it was. Jamal Lewis rushed for 75 yards in that game. Let's see. Muhammad Massacoy had 115 receiving yards that game. Mo Mass. There you Rutgers. go. Yeah, I mean. And uh, Calvin Johnson, of course, with a 161-yard game, <laughs> you guys, as usual, for Megatron. You guys remember the James Harrison Muhammad Massacoy hit? Oof. That would bent him in half. Yeah. Oh, I think that might have ended his career or came close to it. And, um, okay, so quickly here, we don't really have a, t- a lot of time to get to this one, but keep them coming in terms of the worst coaching decisions of all time. There might be a bad front office decision coming, Perloff, and it's going to be one of the stories of the offseason. Would the Chicago Bears keep Justin Fields and also draft Caleb Williams, number yeah. one overall? Well, is there a possibility that the Bears are putting that out there because they want to create a market for Justin Fields? And I think that sort of increases their leverage by saying, hey, we're okay with keeping this guy, so give us a second-round pick. Is it possible that we're being manipulated? Because I've seen a lot of reaction to this, and nobody's in favor of it. Because what what's your goal if you have Justin Fields? It's not Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes. Chiefs had Alex Smith, drafted Patrick Mahomes, sat him for a year. Justin Fields is 24 years old. So it's a totally different situation. My, thought is, my first thought is, ooh, they're using Schefter, who said in the pregame show, for leverage. Yeah, I mean, I think you smoked this one out perfectly. I think you're absolutely right because I don't think there's a person on earth who believes this. They're going to have to do something else to try to get leverage right. if they want it for Justin Fields or you just go with like a comp. Like the Jets got a second round pick and a fourth for Sam Darnold who was kind of in a similar situation with the Panthers. Can't you just hope for a second round pick and call it a day? Well, yeah. What if you, here's one scenario. What if they can't get the second round pick? Is it, There is a chance this does happen. If they can't get a trade for Justin Fields, then both guys could be there. Although it is draft season, so everyone's killing Gale. Have you seen the anti-Caleb Williams smoke out there? Merrill Hodge came out against him the other day, and who's been very accurate. So who knows what's going to happen? Are we we convinced that Justin Fields is going to be gone and Caleb Williams is going to be the quarterback? I am. Yeah, me too. I'm staying the course on this one. It's going to be Caleb. Yeah, I am totally with you. And Justin Fields will be... Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. (laughs) There we go. Uh, Okay, lots more to do, including uh, going back over Kyle Shanahan's decision-making with a Super Bowl-winning head coach. Brian Billick joins us next. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.